That's such a terrible song, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a terrible. It's just a terrible song. Just one of those days. Them biscuits should have never existed. For real. <laughs> I mean, so it's, unnecessary. It's like Nickelback. <laughs> Dude, I was just going to say. It's the Nickelback of rap for <laughs> yeah. sure. I was just going to say, I was happy that they and Nickelback existed and you just pooped all over. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. Roberto PDL here. And uh, today I'm the only we're going to be. One today. This is a Try for now. This, this is a first. This is a podcast first, isn't like it? Like we like normally Roberto's <laughs> been drinking for longer before us, and you and me have been you drinking guys, for a few hours. Uh, guys, I've been three. drinking for three yeah. hours, man. Nice. I'm, I'm the yeah. amateur. Hey, you here. know what? We're on YouTube. Let's get a little cheers. Cheers. Over here. I'm the amateur here tonight. <laughs> That's fine. I'll catch up in a minute. You guys talk. I'll drink through the podcast. Well, you, now that you, I, now that we're on YouTube, all people will have to see is just see me drinking, and they'll find it funny. The the sad thing okay. for you is we don't have any news stories we're going to talk about, so you can't just sit there and scroll on your phone for twenty yeah. minutes. Dang it, dude! <laughs> that, you know, that research is so handy, especially during work days, because I'm like, all right, I'm going to check some emails real quick. <laughs> you guys, you guys are the stories. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So today we're trying Peerless Bourbon. Yes. Um, which we'll get into in a second, uh, but we had some cool stuff that we did this week and that we're going to do uh, this weekend uh, we want to tell everyone about. Uh, so on uh, this past Tuesday at Gold Eagle, we had or we went to uh, an Old Elk tasting event, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Uh, we got to try six different, yep. seven different Old Elk seven with expressions. Yep. Uh, their standard release. Oh, which is a blended Kentucky straight mm-hmm. bourbon. Uh, the Gold Eagle Barrel Pick, uh, which was also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Those first two were a lot of banana flavor for me. And yes, I, I don't. They like were, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I I didn't get the banana, but I. Yeah, it, if that's your thing, you know. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, and it was um, you know Julia who was drinking there at the table, and I think we immediately at the same time smelled the banana at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was noticeable, and I liked it because I love bananas. Foster's is my favorite dessert. That's uh, exactly what it smelled like. I, I I don't like banana, but like I didn't get get the banana at all on that. The second but, one I got it. Like it was funny because you guys both said you had the first one that had pretty heavy, or the first one was more banana. But yeah. I got more banana on the second one. Interesting. Yeah. And now all I can think of is Gwen Stefani. B a a n a n a s. Thank you. Uh-huh. It was fun. You know, the guy, the guy, the the rep, he was the regional director, I think, for Midwest and others. He did a really good job. Yeah. I mean, he, he knew his shit. He went into history really nicely about MGP and the guy. Yeah, um, he even went into some stuff about bourbon in general that we yeah. hadn't known. Like, that yeah. the reason uh, bourbon requires new Kentucky oak barrels yeah, because I did not the that. Cooperage unions yep. forced that into the legislation so, <laughs> so that they they'd have, have work. They'd yeah. have perpetual jobs yeah. Uh, yeah. so that you couldn't reuse uh, bourbon barrels, which is a pretty interesting fact. Well, interesting um, and smart as hell. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, he had some cool tidbits in there. Yeah. Um, and he, t- he talked about um, Greg Mentz, Metz. who is the master distiller. What? Metzk. Metzk. Yeah. Yes, I think it was. Oh Metz. yeah, sorry. Metz. Greg Metz. 
who is the master distiller for Old Elk and was also the master distiller at MGP for, I think, 30-something years. years or something like that, um, yeah. So we'll, I'm going to do a highlight on him, I think, next week yeah. um, as part of a series on master distillers be really uh, cool. uh, throughout history. Um, so that'll be interesting to get into. So we'll save yeah. that for next week. But um, yeah, you know, again, I, I really enjoyed the history lesson because, you know, we, we did the tasting for uh, what was the one that we did before, before uh, Old Elk? Um, we did the blind tasting. The well, oh, you guys did the blind, blind, but then we did another one. And was, I forget what whiskey it was. Now I'm blanking. Magnus, Magnus, Magnus. Yeah, yeah Joseph yeah. Magnus. And the guy was okay. I mean, he didn't really go into history. He was really more of a salesman pitch about mm-hmm. the whiskey yeah. itself. Well, he he talked about the Joseph Magnus brand a little bit, which True. was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, he talked about their blender, that lady that and blended. the blender lady. Yes. yes, that was really good. Yeah, I guess yeah. I shouldn't discredit him that bad. <laughs> but this guy, Old Elk, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed the lesson. Yeah, he was really good. He was good describing every whiskey very nicely. And he came at the end of the show. I mean, at the end of the taste tank, the show. What the hell is this? <laughs> Service. Um, to talk to all the tables. And that was really cool, too. Yeah, and we got to ask him some cool questions. Yeah. And, you know, he had good answers for our questions, which is always appreciated. <laughs> I, I, I liked it because early on, he asked us questions. And he was talking about some of the different mash bills. And I... We had the list of the six ones we were going to try, and I go, oh, how do you do the mash bill for their Infinity Blend? Yeah. He's like, don't worry, we'll get <laughs> yeah, to that. You're like 45 yeah. minutes ahead of me. <laughs> but hold your horses, Danny boy. Yeah, so we tried uh, the two, mm-hmm. the regular release, the Gold Eagle pick, yeah. um, the... We did the not the weeded. We did the weed. No, we did the regular wheat. We didn't yeah. do the straight wheat. We did, we the, did wheat. the weed. Oh, the, weed the weeded, weeded bourbon. Yep. Right. And the weed um, whiskey. The rye, yep. uh, the four grain, and then the double wheat. Yeah. Uh, which the four grain, the double wheat are part of like a Wait, master the, distiller series uh, limited release. Was it a weeded bourbon or was it a weed whiskey? I thought it was a weed weeded, whiskey. No, weeded bourbon. Yeah, they was didn't have okay? this. They didn't have the straight. They didn't have the straight wheat, wheat whiskey. Which oh, is so I just keep forgetting because it was on the paper. Right. Like that's yeah, right. The, yeah. The straight yeah. wheat is the ninety-five percent wheat. Was, they didn't have. So that we one. didn't have that. No, they didn't get that in time. No. I've got it. We'll I kept get getting it. confused just because it was on the paper, and I, yeah. you know, I look at the paper somewhere. like I'm expecting to drink this. Yeah, that's nice. The I, I think can the see uh, it, can they? yeah they can. When you're at so when we're at these tastings, sometimes if it's the hard to find bottles, it's a lottery if you can if you can purchase a yeah. bottle or not. Um, this one they just had them out on the table and it's first come first serve, and they did three, then they did a half time where you could talk a little bit, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I tasted the double wheat, I'm not a shy person. And I had a, I have their weeded bourbon, and I like their weeded bourbon. And as soon as I tried the double wheat, I just took my first sip, immediately stood up, walked to the table, grabbed one. Yeah. People yeah. laughed, but you know what? Some people that laughed did yeah. not get a double wheat. Yeah. And I don't yeah, care about that. You only had four bottles, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, six. I think six, I had six, yeah. and you took one, and I took one. So yeah. technically, four others yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what I meant. There were four. So left yeah, after, that yeah. one was a favorite among our group, uh, and the rye was a favorite. The rye was hands down. Uh, the rye was fantastic. One of the best ryes I've had. Um, in my top five 95 percent rye five percent yeah. malted barley yeah um really good mash yeah. bill um very floral very uh well i wouldn't even say very floral it was floral but it yeah you know, i think some people will think oh very floral maybe uh, not overpowering. Yeah, not yeah. like you know for a rye yeah. it had yeah, a yeah. lot of floral notes yep. and then it was uh very smooth drinking um, extremely smooth. not not that like harsh rye yeah you know pepper kind of taste it was just very like it subtle like and michael um, jackson smooth criminal smooth 
Wow. <laughs> we're not that type of podcast, Roberto. <laughs> Why? I thought we were like PG-13. <laughs> What's the other one? I don't even know. Uh, TVMA. <laughs> NC-17. Well, we're on TV now. So yeah. TVMA. Yeah. NC-17. Which one's worse? NC-17? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what Skinamax was. Dude, you know, I like scrambled stuff through through the dish box. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you guys were probably too young. Well, maybe not you, because Dan is almost my age. But uh, when Showtime came out in the 90s, in the I think it was mid or late 90s, and it was one of the first NC-17 movies at the time, because it was it was called Striptease. It was mm-hmm. it was in Showtime. I'm sorry, it was Striptease. Uh, with the girl from Saved by the Bell. Kelly. Kelly. And, oh, man, I remember being like 16 years old and sneaking into the theater and, and watching it. Anyway. Such a rebel. 16 a and, rebel, sleep and sneaking into a theater where you had to be 17. I'm you. Wow. I'm a rebel. I beat it by two months. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no, so Old Elk was really cool. Um, again, it's, they're, they're up and coming. It's, it's cool. I've, I was out in Fort Collins, Colorado a long time ago before they started, but I would love to go back. And then you got the Anheuser Distillery right there, too, in Fort yeah, Collins. Yeah, that's true. Collins, yeah. Golden just down the road for Coors. So, yeah. How far is that from uh, Denver? It's a little Salt over Lake now. City. Uh, I don't know Salt Lake. Denver's an hour and five. We, we could trek out to High West too. <laughs> it's got to be a couple of hours at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it, it's it's north of Denver an hour, yeah. or a little over an hour, I think. Maybe yeah, an hour and a half. Maybe because another couple cool. hours think, to Salt Lake City. I think yeah. Golden is forty-five minutes north or something. No, I would love to Denver. go to High West too. Yeah, High Old West Elk and High West. Cool. That would be cool. But no, it was, it was cool to see. We we well, Jake's got the entire collection, but hasn't really opened anything. Jeez. Yeah, well, we're we're waiting for uh, October, where yeah. we're gonna do the hunt for old October. Yeah, it's uh, another another thing that I came up. with. I was gonna say, week. Roberto, you want to give us the information since you can. Yeah, you know, I was it was it was late at night, and I was thinking about work, thinking about other things, and I woke up like at two in the morning. I was like, you know, we should really have something with uh, Jake's old old collection. I was like, oh, well, what rhymes with that? And I had just watched the the Hunt for Red October the night no. before. <laughs> so now I was like, oh, we should do like the Hunt for Elk October. And I'm a big Sean Connery fan. So yeah, yeah. That's how I came up with it. Cool. Well, I nice. can't wait for October now. Glad you did. Who came up with it anyway? I don't even Me. know. <laughs> how does it feel just to have anything you came up with just sucked away by Rudolph? <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> I'm the talent. All right. So, uh, this weekend, we're going to be going to Barnstormer Distillery mm-hmm. at, out by Rockford. Yes. And uh, we're actually going to try and uh, pick our own custom mash bill. Yeah. We're not going to try. Distilled. We are going to. There's going to be no trying. This we're, is going to be. We're going like down the there. There is no try. There is no try. Just there, do. He told us what we need to do. We are. We talked about it before, so we're going to go down there, get everything signed off on, and, and you let you guys taste because I've been there. Yeah, um, I've tasted almost all of their whiskeys and a couple of their rums. I'll probably try a couple of their rums and a couple of their vodkas this time, um, just since I've had their whiskeys. But you guys can dive in. They and you get a flight to six samplers. Yeah, you can. Yep. Okay, that's nice. And you get to pick. Like they have their whole list. Like last time I was there, they had their whole list of here's what we have, and put one, two, three, four, five, six. They have a barrel stave with six slots on mm-hmm. it, and then they will put them in order of what you labeled one to six. They give you the stave with your paper that you wrote. Okay. What you wanted on there, nice. and you can sit down and taste. That's and pretty good. The guy, who I'm sure the the one owner came over and talked to me last time, and then we I had my six, and then I had about three or four or five other ones. He said I needed to try. 
Um, <laughs> so he just came over with those. But nice, uh, good we, relationship. Our, yeah, we will have I'm excited our, to go. It's going to be fun. I'm bur- excited to go. Yeah, we'll have our bourbon matters uh, bourbon figured out. What we're going to do? Is he going to do labels for us? Well, we can talk to him. I, I think I, I know they print their own labels there. I believe, but we can figure that out. Like um, I would, I would pay for the setup. To, yeah, and, and even if not, we can always do a sticker like what like Binnies and all those. Sometimes they just put their Binnies sticker yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good alternative. So we can, we can figure something out there. Um, I'd rather have the label. I would too. We'll see what they can do. Um, but no, we'll get all that squared away. I'm not sure if they do their own bottling there or not. So yeah, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, small operation, right? But we'll we'll get all that figured out. We will get our barrel started, and then since you know. I'm unemployed, I'll probably be able to go down there and help with the still. How is that going? Yeah, it should be cool. Is it unemployed life okay? <laughs> the bridge, are you still taking care of it? Yeah. Bubba misses you. Oh, he was um, good, man. He was but, good, man. He was, he was selling cell phones like Better Call Saul, you know? <laughs> like one-time use, untraceable. I needed them many times. <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> it was, but no, it was good. I, I can't wait to finally get that. We'll see Sam, because Sam's on the way down there. Uh, he's got a few things yeah. for us. Um other, yeah, he's got a couple of kosher Buffalo Trace, Trace kosher bottles. I'm excited yeah. for that. Some some Booker's thing he showed me last time. He's gonna yeah, he's for... got a Booker's. Uh, he's holding a couple different. He's got a a special red breast release that he's holding for me, dude. When I'm like out in Cancun and stuff, I got I normally get red breasts. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I I I get burned pretty quick. Oh, I I he's got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could burn. I got the olive complexion just kind of. If you saw me underneath my shirt, it's actually pretty white. <laughs> like that's, that's the extent of my brownness. And then over here, it's a little white. You know, I really don't yeah, want like to see rest, what. The rest is just like this. I don't want to see under your shirt, so let's just. That's all right. I was like, you like got me excited for a second. I was like, oh, when me and Jenna are down there for uh, our anniversary, maybe I'll get well, some I'm sure they do. I'm sure it's expensive as hell. <laughs> I'm sure they'll sell you a freaking Then you glass. told that shitty joke, so now I'm <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> they'll sell you an ounce for like $100, I'm sure. But yeah, so we did the Old Elk Tasting Tuesday. We yep. have Barnstormers on Saturday. And when you and your wife got... Um, I mean, you guys haven't been wearing your masks lately, so no. you guys... I've been breathing COVID all over everybody. Yeah, so, um, so they were I out. I don't know how I didn't get it, but that's all right. Well, you were vaccinated, you always wear a mask, so you can't get it. Oh. I think that's how it works. Um, <laughs> now we're going to get COVID warnings on this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a COVID text the other day that, hey, you haven't had your booster shot yet. Mm. Uh, well, sorry. Um, I don't think we're eligible. No, we're eligible to get mm-hmm. booster. Really? Yeah, everyone's supposed to get boosted like seven For your first times. one. Well, for I got the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think you need like seven or eight so you don't get it. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but hey, since, and Jake still got it. <laughs> since, I don't have it. No, I mean, you had it, though. Oh, I didn't get a booster either. Oh, you didn't? Because okay. I got COVID in like way back. right after Christmas. I did. Yeah, I did, too. I thought it was good. Yeah. But this is Omicron 2.0, so I got Which that is too. the one that's like really contagious, yeah. Which, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, it was like a bad cold. If it If this was like not in like COVID pandemic, I would have not like stayed home mm-hmm. right we, but uh yeah you and your wife were out for the last weekend yeah. so roberto his wife and i went to rush creek distillery in harvard for the what me and roberto both thought was a two o'clock tour 
So That's we got what their, the stupid website said. We got there at one twenty, and they're like, "Oh, it started twenty minutes ago." <laughs> Classic. I'm, I'm glad we got there at one twenty. Yeah, I don't think we missed. Well, much. I called on Wednesday, and the lady Rachel, which again, I'm not discounting. They're, they're great. It was great. They're like, "Oh yeah, two p.m. on Sundays," and you called, and they told you two p.m. on Sunday, mm-hmm. and we got there at one twenty just to get there early, maybe have a drink before. I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're actually right there by the by the stills." <laughs> I was oh. like, "Oh okay," but no. So we we did Rush Creek, which. I didn't know it was going to be that large. It was big. Um, but they That's had, what Dan always says. I didn't know it was going to be that large. And he's always very nicely surprised that they're big. <laughs> <laughs> he's, saying, he's like, I am nicely surprised. It is very big. <laughs> I mean, I'm never not surprised when it's big. Uh, <laughs> you said that they do a lot of contract distilling. They do some right? contract distilling. They do some contract bottling as well, yeah. they said. Yeah, it's pretty um, neat. They, they have a really cool bottling machine that they got from Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the one that they had that they had just set up apparently. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty nice. cool. Um, but they had a 600 gallon pot still, uh, two 600 gallon colander stills, and then it's the other colander still was a little bit smaller. So I'm guessing either a three or four hundred gallon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't that much. Yeah, it wasn't that big. But the tour, it was one of the owners, an older guy who did it. It wasn't your normal, younger, overly enthusiastic tour guide. It was just like, hey, here's this, here's what it does. Uh, but you learned what it was. Um. We went through the stills, and they had just finished. This was on Sunday, and Friday they had just finished distilling yep. their uh, next run of 25% wheat bourbon, nice. and they had a large container full of white dog. Yeah, which I that about killed you. Oh, my God. I was. I was did you try the, the weeded one, then? It was, it we, was the weeded. The weeded white mash, dog. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and oh, it was. Holy crap. The, it was. I mean, it was what one sixty something, one sixty five, one sixty five proof. Um, it was hot. Yeah, right? it was hot. It, you got the Kentucky hug out of it. Uh, you, oh, I got a Kentucky knockout. <laughs> you were you were struggling with it. I did fine. I think the biggest problem was it blew out the palate for the tasting. Oh, it, it yeah. ruined it, it ruined all my taste. Yeah, like, for the rest of the six things that we tasted. Yeah, although the coffee vodka did not. That was really that really they had a coffee bad. vodka, and that was. Well, you should have done the uh, the finger dip that we did at. Yeah. Well, he he oh, gave for us the mad, for the mad dog. I mean, I mean for yeah, the white just dog taste. Yeah. It, to be fair, they just gave us like a little communion glass of it. But then they hey, also that's a lot. Of, they also had communion was, glasses for all the other tastings, and they had some of the actual communion trays. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was Sunday, it's like so a cross church off my list for that it's Sunday. Whiskey is my the, church. Yeah, distillery time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I'll say I've had white dog before. I've had white dog at Buffalo Trace. I had white dog at James Pepper and. It, it was probably the same proof, right? It probably comes out like 160 from being distilled. This was 165. But sometimes, I don't know if that happens to you guys, like whiskey will go down the wrong way here and just like kick my ass in my throat. So white, exactly white dog got caught in your throat. White dog in my throat. All right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And then I was surprised that it was big. <laughs> Back to the NC-17. Um, but no, they had uh, a couple. But anyway, it kicked my ass. They, yeah, you were struggling. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I started coughing for a minute. They, they had what well, we did a couple different bourbons and whiskeys. Um, one was their twenty five percent wheat. One was their straight. Well, they had a rye. They had a wheat. They had a bourbon. And we did oh, a so gin. Decent of, uh, they had an American whiskey. Yeah, I mean, they and then had... we did a gin, and then the coffee vodka. We didn't do their just normal vodka, but we did their coffee vodka. The coffee vodka was phenomenal phenomenal i would have bought it was nice because they had in the gift shop you could buy a normal 750 bottle or 375 bottles hmm. uh which and they did a really good job with their gift shop i gotta yeah i gotta give them credit for that i 
I like like these smaller distilleries are fun to go to, and like with the 375 bottles we got from Whiskey Acres as well, yeah. it's nice because it's not like some of that stuff isn't my favorite. It's not something right. I'm gonna be highly sought after or yeah, go yeah. back for. But it's nice to be able to leave with something and have something that's not going to take you forever to drink. And those 375s are, are kind of nice touches for that. Agreed. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, agree. <laughs> and and you know we stay there. They have a really nice patio. They have live music, and we stayed there drinking like three um, old fashions. Mm-hmm. And it was, they did a good job. We should go back for sure. It's not that. It's like yeah, I'd like to go since you guys went without me. <laughs> well, this was one of those where it was like. I'm bored. What are you doing? I am bored too. Let's go to a distillery. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you texted me the day before because they were out of COVID. We were going to go. You, to you're like, you're like, hey, so it's yeah, a beautiful, we sa- yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday. We should go out and drink somewhere, buy some water. I'm like, ah, oh, there's a place by me. Yeah. So we drank and then like, oh, let's go to the distillery the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one Where'd of those. Where'd you things go to? CYPB. What? No, we we went yeah. to uh, Lindy's in Wakanda. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the what couple. Of, uh, had a big whiskey week over the last it was good. seven days. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to stop by, for those local here, uh, I wanted to stop by Gold Eagle. They do Fridays every now and then, and then they'll do a free tasting. And tonight they had Penelope, but I couldn't yeah. make it. Uh, but that would have been cool, too, because they had five, I think, uh, Penelope selections. Yeah, they had uh, the white label, which I think is a standard bottle. They had the wine. They had a the barrel label. strength, which is yeah. the red. They had the um, red label. And they had a couple toasted series bottles, I, I think. I think so, yeah. And then something else, which I didn't see what it yeah, was. I think but... it was four, maybe. But it was, yeah. I, I wanted to stop by on the way here, and I just got busy. Um, but yeah, good whiskey. Good whiskey-focused uh, week. I enjoyed it. And, and tomorrow, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. we're going to... Gonna get going early tomorrow. Yeah, early. I know. Dan's like, you gotta be at <laughs> my house early. at eight thirty in the morning. I'm like, why? One, you don't have a house. <laughs> you have a blue tarp. <laughs> it's like, what am I gonna? What are we gonna do at your house when we grill out? Like, what do you grill? Uh, so normally I use Bubba's pro t- propane torch. Oh, dude. And I just got some ground beef I found in the dumpster the other day, and I'm just gonna kind of sear it. There we go. It's probably better at this point just to like grill a rat. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, Rat burgers. All right, let's uh, get into Peerless. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the bourbon that everyone's here to listen to about. <laughs> so Peerless Distilling, um, we're going to do just their bourbon. They have the bourbon. They have a rye. They have a double double, double oak, oak yeah. bourbon. Um, Roberto can talk about the, again, like always, <laughs> trying to figure out how the microphone I'm works. Playing, <laughs> playing with his mic. Playing with my mic. Which I was, I was surprised. It's very big. <laughs> uh, Peerless is a, the original Peerless is a very old distillery. It was started mm-hmm. in 1889. Um, like most, we've talked about it many times, like most uh, distilling places, they had some problems during Prohibition and closed down. Uh, however, the brand was reborn again in 2014. They're in Louisville. It's uh, the building they're currently in is a 115 year old building that was once the largest uh, tobacco warehouse in Kentucky. Interesting. Um, so that's where they're out of right now. Uh, we'll talk about the bourbon here in a second, but one thing I noticed they have it on there uh, when you look at a picture of their building that they're at, and one thing they talk about a lot is that they have a DSP number of 50, and they're very proud of that. Um. So I'd started doing some research because Jake didn't do any research for the show today. 
Um, nope. So I wanted to <laughs> figure out why the hell are they proud of what a DSP number is? It's something we've never talked about and something I didn't know much about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a Kentucky thing. Yeah. And it happened right after the Bottle and Bond Act. Um, and it stands for Distilled Spirits Producer. And that's what the DSP number is. And what it is and what the DSP number stands for is when a bonded warehouse was created, you had to have your still registered with the government to be part of the bonded thing. Typical. Um, and one of the reasons they did that was for tax purposes. Even more typical. Yeah. However. That sounds like government. However, they actually did something here that isn't overly government. Um. So the, they tax the amount of whiskey that is in the barrel after it's aged and not the whiskey that comes out of the still. That's interesting. So like thinking back to when we went to Whiskey Acres, they had the weight of the full barrel. Yeah. Uh, and then they put the weight at the end of what the barrel weighs after it's done aging. Yep. And that way they know how much whiskey is in there, and that's yeah. what they get taxed. So you're not getting taxed on angels' share. You're not getting share. Yeah. Right. The angels and the devil get their cut without, without you that's having to good. pay for it. Um, I mean, when you know, when those you know guys are taking yeah. their share, you know, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Exactly. In my book. Yeah. And it's you know it's funny because that story. It, every time you go to a distillery in Kentucky, of, of course they tell you the same the same story, but they tell that story about the tax and mm. we barreled it at this, but we're only taxed at this, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Um, now so the, we'll hear it like six times. Yeah. <laughs> Labor Day when we go. <laughs> the uh, so the DSP number. That's registered to the still, and it's basically done in a sequential order. So there's there's over 20,000 DSP numbers right now. So it means there's over 20-some thousand stills that have been registered in Kentucky since the start of Bottle and Bond Act. Okay. Um, and their number is 50. I did take a look. DSP number one is owned by Heaven Hill. Now, so is that so? Do they ha- they don't have just one still though. No, that's this. That's the first still registered by the Bottle and Bond Act was Heaven Hill. So every time you no, get, I mean, but yeah. for Peerless doesn't right. have just one still. No, you can have multiple stills, but everyone yeah. has a different number. Um, so yeah, so they have fifty, and then like right a million, right? And, you know, and like so, like Buffalo Trace, I think has a DSP number of five, and then I looked at the barrel yeah. that me and Roberto got, and it's one thirteen. So it's yeah. a different still. Okay than their original one that was registered. Yeah. Now, this is 50. Now, the other cool thing with the DSP number is, let's say you had a distillery, and you were in one place, and you decided, you know what? I'm going to move to a different place. You tear the old building down, you take your still, you move your still, or even if you tear the old still down, it's not usable, and you build a new still, you can keep that DSP number. Yeah. Oh, okay. However, if you say, I'm moving, I'm selling this building in the still, and I'm going to move over here, that DSP number stays yeah, with that stays building and that still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so what they're saying is when they're saying that they have a DSP number of 50 is that that was the fifth, basically the 50th still registered after the Bottle and Bond Act, and it's stayed in the peerless thing where it's been transferred or whatever, um, and they still have DSP number So 50. It, it's continuously been the 50th. Right. DSP for 100 whatever years. Yeah. So it, that's, that, that's kind of their history of, of why they push the DSP number out is, hey, this is the 50th still registered in Kentucky yeah. of all time. Yeah. So and I'm we, guessing that Heaven Hills DSP 1 isn't still active. Or... It might be because it's still registered because there's oh, okay. non there's numbers that aren't showing up anymore. 
Oh, okay. That's a good question. So they just yeah. deactivate or obsolete, mm-hmm. like, ones that are inactive. Nobody used anymore, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting. So, again, this really is all after about 10 or 15 minutes of research before I came over here to start drinking uh, at 4. But it was cool. Thing. You started drinking at 2. No? No, with Jake at 4. I started drinking at 2, but here at Oh, I was going to say. It's like, <laughs> it's like, man, I want to be actually, unemployed again. You know, actually, I had some Buffalo Trace with lunch today. So oh, did you? We'll call it one. It's funny because I went to... <laughs> Retirement's nice. I went to... Uh, yeah, re- <laughs> retirement, retirement or unemployment, however you want to see it. Um, so I, I picked up a bottle of, of kosher, Buffalo Trace kosher uh, wheat, you know, wheat recipe or weeded. Yeah, recipe. yeah. Uh, because you guys took apparently you called the ones that Sam has, and now I'm stuck with nothing. So I found one. No, no, no. I you you're gonna get something. No, yeah, but not the weed. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Maybe you should text. Weed. Maybe you should text back quicker. Maybe you should be <laughs> Sam's favorite customer, like I am. Sucker, <laughs> sucker number one. <laughs> no, so I was. Uh, I mean, I I was. I, I it's fine. But then I I was browsing Gold Eagle's website, and they had like six bottles of yeah. weed recipe, which was great. So I, I bought one. I went today at uh, lunchtime, like at 12. And I work from home, which is you know, it's really convenient. You just go to Gold Eagle during lunch. And it was so hard not to go to the tasting bar during <laughs> lunch because I was right next to it. I'm was like, this before or after your 2 o'clock nap? That was before my 2 o'clock nap. <laughs> <laughs> I did take well, a nap. Well, they've, the, uh, they've got Calumet 141516 yeah. flights right yeah. now. They had the flight. And you have to buy it as a flight. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty so cool. that's exactly what I was saying at. When I refer to the hard not to go taste, it yeah. was the calumet. Because how, I, oh man, I had my eyes on it. Yeah, I was like, shit, should I just do it? I mean, hey, how often are you going to taste those three back to back without buying yeah. all three bottles? You know, because they're not cheap. They had them. They had them in stock. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're not cheap. So anyway, pure list. So back. So now, just after that little lesson and knowing a little bit about the distillery, this bourbon itself, it's there's no age statement on it, but it's um, like two years in it. Uh, most of them think people think it's a Ramora four. Mm. Um, it is a sweet mash straight bourbon. We talked about sweet mash versus yeah. sour mash with hard mm-hmm. truth. Um, and it's double distilled. So this does go through a doubler before they put it through a uh, quick refresher. Sweet mash just means that they clean out everything out of the tank before they do the next right. batch. Yeah. There's no carryover like in a sour mash. Yep. Thank you, Professor. Which apparently it's it's harder than sour because it's it's a, a it's more difficult to control. Than uh, it's just yeah, you don't get a there's less consistency yeah, batch exactly. to batch because yep. you're not incorporating some from the previous. Like some from the other one, yeah. yeah. Uh, with this uh, again, no age statement on the bottle. The proof of it's one hundred nine point five, so it comes in a fairly decent. Yeah, proof. it's it's there. Yeah. Um, the mash bill is undisclosed. Uh, Breaking Bourbon kind of had their rough estimates on everything. It's high corn, I'm assuming. They said 65 to 81% corn. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's then, a wide range. Yeah, they're all, these are all pretty wide range. 65 to 97. <laughs> between 51 and 100. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the rye, they believe it's between 10 and 20% rye. Okay. And then 9 to 15% mm. malted barley. It's like, to me, this... This doesn't taste crazy high corn. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I get more of the malted barley than the rye to me. I don't get a lot of rye. I don't. Uh, I do I do taste the high corn. That's why I was, I was guessing the, the corn's got to be high because it's both on the nose and the taste is sweet. I'd say like 60, 65 corn. That would probably be what, Maybe I, what I would guess. 
10% rye and the rest malted barley? Yeah, I I won't I wouldn't put it more than 10% rye, maybe even you know, 6 or 7. Yeah. Cuz it's not a lot of like peppery rye flavor. No, there. not not really at all. Yeah. Um but you do get that uh you get especially kind of note from the barley from the weeded barley i mean from the barley weeded yeah barley, and then you get but there is, is there's a significant barley. uh corn sweetness in it for sure yeah especially you know the first taste like the first time you smell it and taste it it's just like it's there yeah we're Which all out of order right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean there's there's not much left to talk about in terms of pricing it's a 70 how's the research going <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a 70 dollar bottle you're not going to, it's not like it's allocated and super hard to find, but you're not going to be able to walk into most stores and find it not yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, your bigger stores are usually going to have a, a bottle or so in. Uh, your mid to smaller stores, you're not going to see yeah. a ton of it. Uh, but it's not like it's, like, again, it's not an yeah, allocated thing. You can you're... usually find the bourbon, um, sometimes the bourbon and the rye. Yeah. The single barrels are much harder to single come across. Hard. Um, a double oak. The double oak, I, I think that's just really hard to find. Yeah, the, I can't, I can't remember. I got, I think I got mine at Gold Eagle. You got it at Gold Eagle. Um, this year, and I bought it like yeah. five seconds after the Instagram after post they said, went yeah. up. So, <laughs> yeah, I haven't found one uh, a double barrel. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I had ever seen or heard of it. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if that's like a limited annual thing from them or or why. Yeah, we should but, look into that at some point because it's yeah. phenomenal too. Yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, so Peerless, you know, I, I, my opinion, both the bourbon and the rye are just great. They're great whiskeys. I would call them phenomenal, especially the rye. The rye, I like the rye better than the bourbon. Uh, and, I, you know, I tend to like rye and rice, too, fried rice. I like fried rice, too. <laughs> um, anyway, so the rye is, is, is just great. This one is really good. It's really good, actually. Really good. Uh, when like it's, when it's really good, it's really good. <laughs> the 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 bourbon is like the quintessential bourbon. That's like, exactly almost what I was gonna say. The flavors are super on point with yep. what you expect a bourbon to taste like. Yep. Um, but it's not yep. like the flavors aren't like shitty and diluted. They're like nice and uh strong, it's complex. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, there. Yeah, it's not like yeah. uh. You know, it's not a, um, you know, $30 bourbon masquerading as a $75 bourbon, you know. Even though the reviews say that maybe it's not worth a $70 tag on the bourbon and, you know, it's $120-ish or like $110, I think, for the rye. I think they're worth every every ounce. Man, you, you almost, I mean, you almost say exactly what I was thinking about saying, which is when I think of bourbon... When I when I smell this bourbon, I taste this bourbon. That's what bourbon should taste like. Yeah, like you said, quintessential. You know, I I got introduced to bourbon in Kentucky because I didn't really drink it until I went to the to the Kentucky Trail. Then caught it again, so that's good. I, I was doing it on purpose. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so I got introduced to bourbon the bourbon trail, and you go to the distilleries, you go to the tasting rooms, and this is what bourbon smells then tastes like if you go to Woodfur, they give you from you know from the basis to the complex that's what bourbon tastes like yeah and that's the memory that i have of smelling and tasting a bourbon and this is it it's it's well i mean the copper color in this thing is just mm-hmm. amazing yeah the color yeah, is great the the color is fantastic that's beautiful 
what makes me think that it's got to be closer to four yeah. plus years. Um, what I was reading is they think it's four to six. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes this sense. Is, yeah, I mean, and I don't know how they make nice, it. This is a nice dark color oh, yeah. for for a you know sub yeah. eight year bourbon. You know, and for unless they're using yeah. higher char barrels, but mm-hmm. I mean the the color on this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you definitely agree. get a good oak flavor out of this. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just, this is. You know, the, the complexity of the flavors are great because even though we're saying it's quintessential bourbon, which in theory it should probably taste simple, but it's not. It's it's good bourbon that the yeah. flavors just marinate in your mouth. Um, it, the, it's pretty similar to um, the Michter's bourbon mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's very, um, it's like this should be a go-to bourbon if somebody's like, I want a bourbon, I want, I want, a, I want a bourbon, a bottle you know? of bourbon to drink with my dad, and yeah, and just hang out. You know, like one of those moments that you just want a good bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is this is it. Yeah, if you're if if you don't want something that's uh you know experimental yeah, or like exactly. out there, you know, this yeah. is like or gimmicky or yeah, yeah. This is like the uh, this is like the straight laced man's <laughs> completely <laughs> okay. So, so question on this, I, I think it's good. I, I like this bourbon a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I too kind of question the seventy dollar price point on it. I know it's I don't think it's overpriced, but let's it's, let's let's yeah. talk about this. So it's high. let's we talk. You guys mentioned Michters, mm-hmm. and then something else that we talked about that we said was basically like the quintessential bourbon of that's when yeah. you think of bourbon, that's what you should take a. Let's talk, let's let's throw this in. So Michter's is what around fifty bucks, uh, uh, 40, 40, 45, yeah. yeah. So Michter's for forty forty five. Jack Bonded was another one we talked about right around that same price range of forty bucks. Yeah, that's not a bourbon though. Jack Bonded is a well, it's a Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> I mean, it could be a bourbon if they wanted to. It's well, yeah, it's a bottled and bond whiskey. It's <laughs> that's over fifty one percent corn. Let's yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so. Would you go peerless if you were at the store? Would you rather go peerless for seventy, Michter's for forty five, or Jack Bonded for forty? I don't think it's apples to apples. I don't think it is. I like Michter's. We talked about this. I think it's worth every ounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would disqual disqualify Jack. Bonded. I would disqualify Jack. But I I would actually I think take Michter's if I was going for like pure value. Yeah. Over peerless. Yeah. Um, just because like I. I do find the Peerless and the Mictors extremely similar. Yeah. In in taste. Um the color's not similar no. surprisingly. This yeah, is a lot darker. This is darker it's a lot for sure. More copper. Um, yeah. But I I feel like um this would probably be better suited at like a $55 price point. I agree. Maybe. Especially being um, a quintessential bourbon, you're right. You know, it's like 50 to 60. You know, technically they're both small batch bourbons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's like Yeah. I don't know. It's it is a t- a little bit tough to justify the $75 price point on this. Um when you can get a Mictors for 45. <laughs> yeah. And for for about the same and that's going to be about the your, when we talk about findability, that's probably about the same findability radius as Mictors and Peerless. Mictors is a little bit. Oh yeah, Mictors is a little bit easier than Peerless, but not too much. 
Um, yeah, I I yeah. call them comparable. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I do. I I have nothing against this bourbon. I like it. I would go probably on the Michter's route, and I would almost probably say if they were the same price, I'd probably go Michter's, just because I I like a higher proof. Like I'm normally around the one ten range, and this is right one hundred nine point five. Yeah, this this sticks with me a little bit longer than I want it to. I like it. Ver- oh, I, I like it. I like, I like it. But yeah. for seventy dollars, huh. I'd like it to be a little bit smoother. Okay. See, I, I, oh, I, really? I like, like I think this is really I, smooth. I, I'm, I'm sorry, not, yeah. not that it's not smooth, but it just stays right here a little bit. Mm, oh, I don't. Well, get I mean, that. that's probably the proof. I mean, one right. line's high. That, so maybe if it was a lower proof, it'd be a little bit easier to compare apples to apples with Mictors. I think so. Yeah, um, that, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll say, it, once you start getting more into bourbon, like we are, you know, we're not beginners. We're not going to the mid shelf. Now we're looking for more of the what's on the top shelf, and still enjoying the the melacorns. Exactly, still enjoying the mid shelf. Yeah, no, melacorns is not mid shelf. Well, no, no, in the in the low shelf, in the bottom <laughs> shelf. Um, no, I say that because I think we we and many people that we know are getting are getting into that stage of drinking bourbons and experience. It's not just you know, let's grab, yeah, you know, yeah. let's grab an Elijah just because we feel like drinking and and just have a few glasses. You know, it's an experience, right? And I say that because to me, this bottle, yes, it's it's. I agree, seventy is it's getting there. It's high. It's not, you know, it's not something that you think like okay this is just absolutely the best bourbon i've had it's just a good bourbon Mm -hmm. but i love the bottle i love the bottle of peerless i always liked the bottle of peerless you know the the stubby definitely unique unique it looks like a barrel it looks like a barrel that's exactly what it looks like and uh and i think it's designed to be definitely like a barrel and the you know the experience of having a bottle that's that's nice to look at you know right now sitting in front of us it's fun uh, the color of the bourbon, and, beautiful color, and beautiful the taste, color, yeah. and and the whole experience. To me, it's worth seventy dollars. Like I would not hesitate to buy. This. Yeah, I mean, this is. I wouldn't say this is like an entry level no thing. Um, but like if you like you said, if you like Elijah Craig, if you like uh, Woodford, if you mm-hmm. like um, Maker's Mark, um, and you're like looking to step it up a yeah. little bit and have like something nicer. Um, you know, if you, when your buddies are over, yeah. you want to impress people, have a good experience. This is a good yeah. one. This is um, what it is. No one's going to drink this and be like, wow, this is shit. This is, <laughs> no, 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 no. you know, so like, no, yeah, no, this you is, know, this is a solid bourbon to say solid. like, Hey, you know what? I got a, I got a good bottle. Let's crack this. This is a one, perfect you know? first top shelf, non-allocated yeah, whiskey. I think it was actually on that point. I think that was it for me. Like that was my first top shelf. Yeah. This is peerless. What's my besides first top besides shelf. the hard to find allocated stuff that if you stumble across, obviously you always get the hard to find allocated yeah. stuff. Well, if, that's... if if you're looking for something that you just have, like if you're having your Elijahs yeah. and and your Makers and some of the things like that that you like to drink, and that's yeah. your normal middle shelf range. You're saying, hey, what, what would be a good first upper shelf bottle, top shelf bottle? It's not going to break the bank. Yeah, it was hard to find when I when I started getting into whiskey because it was like 2019 and. I think in the first Texas. release was like, yeah, wasn't it like 2019 was the first release, maybe? Um, uh, they started in 2014. So maybe 17 was their first release. Uh, in Texas, it was really hard to find. And I actually knew my guy that would get me the Peerless. He was like, hey, I got a bottle of Peerless because I would never find it on the shelf. Yeah. Here, uh, though, I've never had a problem. No. Well, no, the last yeah. couple of years, too. I've but, I mean, more. we, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, we started a little bit later, but in the big stores, we'll normally have it too. I think in Texas, if you go to the big stores, maybe they'll have that. Um, but I, I just, you know, Peerless to me, and I've, I've seen the distillery. I've never been into the distillery. I've driven by the distillery because it was closed. <laughs> it was a Sunday and we had nothing. It was like, oh, let's go check out Peerless Distillery. <laughs> it was closed. But it, it's funny when you go by the distillery, which is under, it's like right next to Dan's house. It's, it's like, it's under three under downtown under, Louisville, right? It's like under three overpasses. Yeah. It's like, you, you like three overpasses here. And then you see this warehouse looking thing that has a sign that says Peerless. And it, it's like across the street from Michter's, isn't it? Uh, it's down the street from Michter's, actually on the same side of the street. Okay. Uh, it's close to the Evan Williams lab, which is the one that yeah, has yeah, like, it, the special releases. Yep. It's uh, by Mictors and it's by the the Slugger thing, the Louisville Babs, Slugger, Louisville Slugger Bad, yeah. factory, yeah. Um, Which, if you're ever there, that's a cool place to go. Oh my god, it's so great! It's neat, so great. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's fun. I I love Peerless again. The rye to me is just it's hard to justify a hundred and twenty dollar bottle of rye, but that one I pay for because yeah, I really rye, enjoy though. it. Uh, I, I I'll say it's a little. It's a little overpriced, I think, but it's just such a good rye. I'll, and I buy it. You know, I buy it all the time, even though it's 120. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, like we've said, it's this isn't like entry level. Um, you know, if you've already established what you like, yep. or you know that you you're good with, you know, yep. lower to mid tier whiskeys and ryes. Right. This is a good stepping stone to top shelf really or is. even above top shelf you know stuff so completely agree what's above the top shelf um the Pappy 12 the above shelf <laughs> the topper shelf the topper ultra premium <laughs> the high shelf <laughs> the heavenly shelf no, the heaven, i like that one the one you where you gotta pull the ladder out to get up to yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well all right well peerless so anyway, pretty good yeah um, pretty good. Tomorrow we will go and start working on the first ever Bourbon Matters mash bill. Yeah, we'll sell it at some point. Hopefully it doesn't suck. It probably (laughs) probably will. None of us are master distillers and we're telling them what to do. So (laughs) chances are high it's not going to be great, but who knows? It's not going to be very good. Um, It's the experience. But no, I'm sure sure uh, when we're down there tomorrow we'll put up some pictures. Um, Yep. Roberto, if they want to see some pictures. Yeah, Uh, Bourbon Matters. At Bourbon Matters on Instagram. It's really the flagship account because that's where we have a lot of the content and the reels and the stories and the pictures. Uh, But we're also on Facebook and it's also Bourbon Matters. And then we have a website that somehow gets traffic mainly from China. Uh, and it's <laughs> bourbonmatterspodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And then we have podcasts themselves somewhere. We have those podcasts. Oh, Jake, you got a transition. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on <laughs> Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now YouTube. Um, uh, Hi, YouTube. <clears throat> We appreciate everyone watching YouTube on YouTube. YouTube 45 pounds to the picture, by the way. Like, yeah, for sure. You have to pay YouTube a premium to get that to go down. <laughs> to, get the filter, to get the skinny filter. Yeah, yep. We don't, um, we don't make that money yet. Yeah, no. yeah, no. We're making it. But, uh, <laughs> we lose money. Lots of it. <laughs> um, Ain't that the truth? But yeah, so uh, like, rate, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, click the notification bell. All that all that stuff um share it yeah. please share yeah, share with friends and family. um if you enjoy 
listening to us and you think some of your friends would or at least could tolerate us, please share it with them. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, that's not a good way to put that because no one can <laughs> tolerate us. It's a really good I mean, point. You, I don't know how you guys have wives that tolerate 20 you. to 40 people each week uh, tolerate us. So <laughs> Probably more by now. The metrics, I don't think they're right. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Well, All right. Well, that was good talking about Peerless. We have some yeah. cigars to uh, to get to now. And Red Breast, or whatever it is. Blue Spot. Blue Spot. Yeah, some Blue Spot. Yeah. Damn. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was a good one.